Okay, everybody, you know which episode this is. I don't think I need to tell you. Listener discretion is strongly advised. There will be some strong language. We say the F word a lot. Craig, you're all ready to go with your jersey. You're still in. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm surprised you're wearing it, buddy. You can lead off with that if you'd like. We will lead off with that. Craig is jerseyed up. I have put mine away for the season. Dan, where's yours at? Mine is also in the closet. It spent yeah. a day beside me on the couch. And then I was like, nope, I'm done with you for a while. A full extra day, eh? Mine yeah. was the same. Yeah. It stayed in the living room for a full extra day. Exactly. Then, I'm like, then I put it away in the closet and I got it back out for the podcast. Yep. Just to show that I'm still in. I put mine oh, I'm away still the in. day of. I, and I'm still wearing my Leafs hat. But oh, yeah. I'm just not going to rock the jersey right now. But to yeah, be fair, I also didn't I'm rock in. the jersey before. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not in public, but you know, to you folks, absolutely. Right. The best folks. Yeah, I like I'm in. It's it's just tough. And similar to last year, the regular season is just it doesn't matter. No. It does it doesn't we translate. Did so well. So many accolades. It it doesn't matter if they can't get over that hump. And just in case you didn't know, the Leafs lost in game seven. Two to one against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the reigning Stanley Cup champion, double Stanley Cup champions. Thank you. That's important. And we are heartbroken. However, not super sad piano music heartbroken like last year with the loss to Montreal. Let's let's okay. Let's just jump right into it. What are some of the differences we're feeling between last year and this year with another Game Seven loss? We'll start off with Jersey McGee. Well, I'm feeling better about the, the, the word that we've been using for six years, the process. The Leafs didn't give up this year. Last year, game five was a bag of dog shit. Game six was a bag of dog shit. And ba- game seven was just a huge mound. Remember, you guys have seen Jurassic Park. You know when they get off the, uh, the ride and there's the giant mound of the uh, Triceratops shit? Yep. That yep. was game seven last year. Yep. This year was a completely different team. I'm proud of the way that they played. They outshot Tampa, what, 15-7 in that third period. They played well for 60 minutes of that game, and it didn't go their way. Uh, at, at the end of it, I, I was frustrated when the game was over, but I wasn't angry at the way that the Leafs were playing. I, I know don't, we'll get back in. Um, don't, yeah, yeah. don't tell us why you're angry yet. <laughs> just, just general thoughts. Dan, differences between last year and this year. I feel very much like Craig does. Um, they didn't give up this year. They, there was an uh, equal um, urgency to win in each game. They played their hearts out. The stars showed up. Matthews, Marner, Tavares even scored. Nylander had some good games. Like Riley was playing well. There wasn't really any one player on the uh, Leafs I could say point to and say, you know, this is your fault or something. Like last year, there were a few things that happened. The Tavares injury being one that was like that set the tone for the series. This year there wasn't anything like that. It was just good hard hockey the whole time. I I also am superiorly disappointed because obviously they didn't win the game seven and going into it, they'd scored two to three goals on Vasilevsky every game, and then in the game seven, 
they score one and it was just i know game seven that's more intense it's there's more going on everyone's playing a little more defensively especially tampa when they got ahead but you know i was hoping for a couple more goals obviously i think it's just the level of disappointment for me last year was like are you kidding me this was not supposed to happen and this year was like it could go either way we just feel that Toronto is the better team. And I would say over seven games, Toronto was the better team. They I just, agree. They yeah. just yeah, couldn't, I agree too. They just couldn't finish. And that's just like mm-hmm. you ran a thousand meter race and you were ahead for 990 meters of it. And then Usain Bolt, the Bolts, came up behind you and happened <laughs> to just, just take it. Or you broke an ankle in the last 10 uh, meters, and that's that's just how it goes. Kyle, I like the way that you said Usain Bolt is the one that came up behind you, because we don't have you know Joe Nobody running up behind us. We don't have Ben Sherratt running up behind us this year, <laughs> passing us. We had the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we had Andre Vasilevsky. In Game Seven, he played like Andre Vasilevsky. We like like Dan, you were saying that the Leafs had scored three goals against them every game up to that point. Game seven, Vasilevsky showed up, and I will tip my hat to the way he played because he gave it his all, and he stopped the Leafs from from advancing. Him and Nick Paul, it seems. We shut down yeah, Nick Paul, man. their stars other than Vasilevsky in that last game. We shut down Vasilevsky in, well, definitely three, if not more, out of those seven games. It's just their depth came through, and maybe... That is one of the things that I'll say for our next question. What stopped them from winning? Maybe our depth. Our, our, our big boys showed up, whereas yeah. last year they didn't. Maybe our depth didn't show up as well this year, especially when you get even farther down with some of our big boys, Clifford and Simmons, getting cut relatively early. Spezza mildly showed up, but he didn't need to this year. Last year he yeah. needed to, which is fine. But I'm thinking those, uh, you know, third line rotation players or rotating up with John Tavares. Maybe they didn't show up quite as much. Whereas Tampa's third line, what a menace again. Like it's their third line from their championship teams is gone. And now they have Ross Colton who came out of nowhere, obviously drafted by Tampa. And then Nick Paul found his footing, even though he was pretty good in Ottawa and Brendan Hagel, Mr. Two first round picks. Like he, he showed off other than a couple of whiffs at op- empty nets, but that may have been one of the main thing that stopped us from uh, winning. I know you guys want to talk about refs and officiating that stopped us uh, from winning anything before you get to that, Dan, before you get to officiating, go ahead. So, so I actually just want to do a tip of the cap to uh, a depth player that I was really impressed by. And that was Blackwell. He plays. Yes. His I knew that's what you were going to say. Every yeah. single game, and especially in the playoffs, he plays twice as hard. It I was think they really... were cheering every time he had the puck. Yeah, they eventually they were yeah. like, it was so everyone cool. sees his worth, right? So I that Geo Blackwell trade, way to go. That was a fantastic trade. Maybe he didn't translate to uh, where we wanted to be, but still, that was fantastic. Um, So what stopped them from winning? I think you guys are, are absolutely right. Depth is a problem. Uh, we didn't have much from our third line. Even our fourth line was kind of here nor there sometimes our defense was solid i found in a lot of the games when we weren't taking penalties we took a lot of penalties just kind of overall whether it was offense or defensive players but i also 
midway through, I think it was game six. I was watching, I was really watching Vassie and I was really watching Campbell for a lot of those games. And Vassie is a fantastic goalie for the most part. 90% of the time during the year, he had, sure, he kind of tripped up a little bit in the season, but he is a playoff seasoned goalie and he is fantastic in the playoffs. Campbell's a good goalie, but he's just consistent good. And I didn't, like, he had some fantastic saves, don't get me wrong, and I'm not putting any of the series blame on him, but he's just not quite at the Vassy level, in my mind. And, and I was kind of thinking, you know, that's one of our weaker sides in this playoff series compared to, uh, you know, last year. Price, although, blew us out of the water, so I can't really say that. Yeah, what are the chances we get Price yeah. last year and Vasilevsky this year? Like, And it's, it's likely we could get Vasilevsky next year again because they're in the same division. Mm-hmm. Tampa doesn't care about the regular season, so first place is not their jam. That's almost what we need to not face Tampa is get first place. Craig. What stopped us from winning other than officiating? Well, look at that game seven. It was two third line goals that won that game. It wasn't anywhere in the top six. It was someone on the third line. I didn't really love the way our third line played through the playoffs compared to what they, we saw in the regular season. In the regular season, they were champions of getting the puck from the defensive zone into the, neutral, into the offensive zone. Getting some pressure in there, well, the other guys can change on. I wasn't seeing that. I didn't really like the way Mikheyev played through the series. I don't think he looked like a threat at any point. Engvall mostly looked invisible, even though he's the biggest guy on the team. I was happy with Camp. Camp had some big moments. I think he was doing what we brought him in to do. But I think the Leafs need to look at that third line. Both those guys are free agents this year, Engvall and uh, Mikheyev. I believe both UFAs, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, Camp actually is around for another year, which is no, nice. No, sorry, not Camp. Yeah, Camp is still around. Uh, but Kasha his... is arbitration uh, RFA. Kangval Ka- is arbitration RFA. Mikheyev okay, so is UFA. RFA. I, I, you don't like how Engval played? I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, I, I, I thought he was it. decent. I think looking at, okay, in a regular series, he may have been okay, but looking at the third line on Tampa, they, Fair enough. like, Hegel was a problem all series. Nick Paul didn't show up until the very last minute, but he scored the two goals in game seven. They, they made us look silly. They, their third line made our th- third line look silly over that series. Um, obviously, you were talking about the fourth line with Spets and uh, or Clifford and Simmons, who were out after the second game. They just didn't come back again. The Leafs need to look at that third line. They need to get a little bit more grit on that third line. I wish we had Nazan Kadri again oh. on that line. <laughs> yeah. that if they could have kept him around under this contract, if they could have kept him on that third line, we would have won that series hands down. Oh, he wouldn't fit, the- though. He's a second-line <laughs> player, at least. Yeah, but think of you have that kind of depth. Yeah, and okay. John Tavares didn't show up all that much for the first three or four games. True, yeah. true. You would have probably seen Kadri on that second line with some more minutes. Yeah. And he's a playoff-style player who never plays in the playoffs. But... I think this year the Leafs are going to have to look. I'm happy with our top six. I think the Leafs are going to have to look at that third line, especially, and Mm -hmm. make some changes going into next year. I do have that coming up after the big question and relatively controversial online, especially after I would say the Sportsnet panel kind of tried to clear the air with the officiating. 
anything that we thought was a shitty call, whether for or against the Leafs, the panel, at least on Sportsnet, kind of shut it down and said, that's a penalty. It's going to get called every time. I don't know. And it's playoff hockey, or sorry, which playoff hockey are we doing here? Craig, you seem (laughs) to be very passionate about the officiating. We'll start with you. Dan, jut in whenever you feel like it. Dan, or Kyle, you're absolutely right. Every penalty that they took was a penalty. I'm not going to take that away. They were pretty good calls. But the massive ton of other things that they let slide before that, um, you know, there was hookings, there's holdings, there's there's a guy water skiing behind Austin Matthews. <laughs> They're like the amount of things that they put the whistles away for, yet they just needed to make those two calls 10 seconds apart in game six. And then game seven to start off the game, Tron gets a power play and then hook, hold, trip, everything. They, oh, can't get a five on three in a game six or game seven. Imagine that. Imagine the rest looking like they're dictating some sort of play. And then they just seem to pull out the whistles when they wanted to, make it look like the first half of the series. And at certain points for long stretches, everything's put away. Nobody knows how to play a game that way. You don't know if what you're going to do is going to be fine, if it's going to be a call. They, the, both teams played the same way through game six for 40 minutes. And it wasn't until the 50th minute that they start calling penalties. Yep. I, they ahead, set Kyle. the standard for the first 50 minutes and they changed the fucking standard in minute 50. That's what pisses me off is that we have a standard for five games and 50 minutes, and then they just completely change it, and it screws the Leafs when they're up in a deciding game, and they just throw a five-on-three to Tampa. So I have a few. I, I'm not going to... Craig, you're well-spoken. It was great. I'm not going to go too much more into the refs, but I mean, two things stood out for me. One is the first three and a half games where they called everything, like you breathe on a guy wrong and you're in the box, to oh, we lost our whistles. And it just didn't make sense that they would officiate that way, especially when it's not happening like that in the rest of the league. Like, the rest of the league was fairly consistently not calling a lot of plays. So that bothered me. The other thing that bothered me is somebody on Twitter saw 11 different instances of um, the pick that Hall took the uh, penalty for. I haven't seen that one. So somebody found 11 other ones in that game alone. Wait, in that, that game? Just, that could have been called that. that just that and game. They picked, or yeah, the and series. they picked the one. Just that game. What? So, Jesus Christ. So, you know, why pick that one if you're going to let all the others go? Because their league is rigged for the Leafs. Because so the league is in Toronto. They obviously is rigged for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to shit on the refs too much. I think they have a tough job, but there's a They're couple not coming questions. For it's it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not hard to be standing right there and watching a guy dragging someone back by the jersey and just to put your fucking hand up. It's not that hard to raise your hand. Yeah, and there's there are a couple, students. <laughs> a couple like Tampa face washes in front of the crease that were uh, not called in Game Six, and that bothered me too. I don't yeah. care about face washes, but but like, it, it, I, I care about a trip on a guy who has a puck. Yeah, but if you're messing with the guy in front of the net and that shots coming in from the point you have no ability to redirect no in which case that's interference if it's before the whistle it's interference if it's after the whistle that's playoff hockey it there, mm, this series mm-hmm. did not have a lot of after the whistle stuff i'm talking about before Even, the whistle i'm not talking about after the whistle player yeah. scrimmaging anyway it just seemed like obviously i'm biased i want the leafs to win i see things against tampa more than i do against toronto probably but but toronto was the fifth least penalized team 
through 82 games. They got almost, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm sure they got almost as many penalties in seven games as they did in 82. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they were the most penalized team in the first round. Yeah. Absolutely. They took, they had nine penalties in one game, or Tampa had nine power plays in one game. Yeah. Find one game in anywhere in that regular season where a team had nine power plays. Yeah, it's crazy. That didn't include a line brawl somewhere. This may seem obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think the Leafs showed up on game one saying, we're going to play playoff hockey. Because in the past five years, we've shown up and said, we're going to play with offense and speed. And we've been hockey. And we've been shut down. So Mm. we're going to play playoff hockey. And for some reason, maybe because of Connor McDavid speaking up and saying, we want you to call the rule book. Maybe because fans are finally saying, we want you to call the rule book. The Leafs show up. They want to play playoff hockey, or they're ready to play playoff hockey. Simmons, Clifford, big hits. No one's taking any shit. They're actually giving some shit. Lots and lots of penalties. Game one goes their way. Still a lot of penalties. Game two, way too many penalties. Doesn't go their way. Game three, fuck it. Back to offense and speed. They took out Clifford when he was available to come back. They took out Simmons after being too Simmonsy, And they just said, Spets, you're in. Uh, Kasha's back. Kasha wasn't great, but he's more of a speed and offense kind of guy than a grit guy. And they said, screw it. And they still had an enormous amount of penalties called on them and not drawing a lot of penalties. I, I, I don't get it. It's a bummer. It. I don't, I don't get it. When the Leafs say, we're going to play your type of hockey, if you're going to change the rules, fine. We will finally say no. change the rules with you. And then they say no. And then the Leafs change, and then they go back. Yeah, Like, pick a fucking lane. If you go back a couple episodes, we were talking about the amount of penalties that were called for the Leafs. And we said, this is what we've been asking for. We're more than happy to see penalties called by the rulebook in the games. And they did that for five games. Yeah, five games. For five games, they called the rule book, and we were happy. We couldn't necessarily, we weren't necessarily happy with the outcome, but we blamed that on the Leafs. For the first at least four games of the series, yeah. we said the Leafs need to stop taking so many dumb penalties. Then they they decide to completely change it, stop calling the rule book when, it, and the series didn't change. There was just as many infractions call or done for games five, six, and seven as there were through the first four. They just decided to not call them. Are we playing regular season? Are we playing new playoffs? Are we playing old playoffs? Make up your fucking mind. Call the series in one way. Call all the series in the same way. Like, the only other series that had nearly as many penalties was Boston and Carolina, and those guys freaking hate each other. There was goalies being run. There was, you know, there was fines. That, that was a series with a lot of hate, and they didn't have nearly as many penalties as Toronto and Tampa did. I love watching you ramp up a rant, Craig. Well done. You guys wanted this last year. You wanted me to I rant did. about the rest, and you talked me out of it. <laughs> Fuck it. It's a year later. I'm still pissed off. It's still happening. It's still happening. That's insane. It's happening. Everybody calm down. It's happening. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> happen this year. Uh, but are, are we done with that? Do, do we feel we've therapeutically let that out? I'm good. It's over. Nothing no, we can do No, it's still now. in here, but I'm, I got enough out. Okay, he's got enough out. I got he has, enough. He's got to go for another one later tonight, but he, just he's just wait till I uh, pass another Leafs fan on the street somewhere, and I'll I'll yell at the rest. That's okay. right. There we go. There we go. So if you see a uh, 
mildly bald, well-bearded man with mildly a, <laughs> with a Leafs jersey You're too on, kind. potentially holding a Coverbridge Brewery beer. Make sure you talk to him about the refs in uh, Game Seven, Six, Five, Four, Three, Two, and One of the Leafs Lightning series, or or Let's, just give him a hug. That too, you know like, what? I can use that's that. what well, we need right that, now. We're mildly still in a pandemic, so maybe not. Maybe fist bump. <laughs> put yeah, put a mask bump. on and give you. You know hug. what? Just lick him. Fuck it. Just go there for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wait, let's Brad look in Ottawa now. Yeah, looking oh, towards okay. the future. Like, there's going to be a season next year, assuming more bad things don't happen, and the Leafs will have to play another 82 games before probably making the playoffs. You're like, you never know. But let's assume they will continue to be very good, and Matthews will score 69 goals, and Marner will score 40, nice, and so on and so on and oh, so on. They're going to be pissed. What changes do you think need to be made to this lineup? And like, no, let's just go with that. What changes do you want to be made to this lineup, Dan? I mean, the lineup is going to see changes. There's no way we can keep everyone that we have because we're McCabe's going to make more money next year. Um, Campbell's going to make more money next year. Like, there's just no way we have so many. We have four offense, three D, and three goalies coming up on UFA next year. So, I, I, I'll tell you who I'd like to have stay. Obviously, our top six. I think would be great to have them stay. Who, who's um, your top six? So mine would be Bunting, Matthews, Marner, and then you would have Tavares. I, Tavares, obviously, yeah. And then I think Kerfoot would be in there for me. Nylander, yes, but I don't think we're going to be able to afford that. Um, I think there's talk of him being used as a chip. Um, but I'd love to have him. So in the absence of him, I still like Mikheyev. I know he was somewhat invisible this year, this uh, playoff series, but like he's young, he's being groomed, he's doing well, he's progressing as you would hope, and... Maybe playoffs were a bit much to ask for him. Um, but so I, I'd l- like to see them stay. And then I'd like Geo back. Blackwell, I really liked. Campbell, I really like. Um, who else have we got? Camp, I would like to see stay. And then the rest, I'm kind of, you know, we'll see what Even happens. Spezza? Well, no, no, sorry. I'd like Spezza to stay. Yeah, that's fair. I wouldn't want to get rid of him. If he's going to keep going, I'd like the, him to be on the Leafs for sure. Now, I'm not sure if I want to see Spets on the ice again next year, but I would love to see him as Paul McLean's job up in the press box as the extra coach. That'd he needs cool. to hang. He needs to be in the room. He needs to be around the team. I'm not sure if next year he's going to be as effective on the ice. He only played about half the games this season, especially down the uh, the end run. I don't know if he if they'll bring him back, but I don't think he's going anywhere from the organization. Sorry, I also want Bush to stay. He's a UFA next year, and I'd really like to see him continue. I would like to see Bush again as well, but maybe in a little bit more limited minutes. I, I hmm. think he played well with Riley. I don't think he's still the best partner for Riley. Cool, cool. Craig, you want to continue and elaborate to who you would like to come back or who you think needs, needs to go if you feel strongly about that? <sighs> I'm glad that Jake Muzzin had a good playoff series. Did he ever? I think they might need to move on from him, not because of Mm. his play, but because they've got Rasmus Sandin coming up behind him that needs minutes. Okay. I don't think we'll see Simmons back again next year. Well, he signed. Oh, he signed two years, didn't he? Yeah, he he did, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, I yeah. don't think we'll see Simmons back again next year. Uh, I no, think we might he also see has a no trade clause. He's under is a million. It, is it no it's trade or is it no movement? No trade. He, it's a uh, 10 he team could, list. So he could go down to the Marlies. He could. I don't know if I'm going to, if, if they can get an upgrade on either, on Engvall. I think Engvall had a great year. Mm-hmm. I think he might ask for too much and this team is going to have to shed some money. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Jack Campbell back again. Mm-hmm. But I think that is a place that the Leafs can upgrade still. I think we're going to see they're going to fire Mrazic's contract, maybe a, a la Patrick Marlowe. It's going to take a pick to be able to get him out, but yeah. they're going to have to get that cap space. God, I was thinking earlier, what the hell would it take to pry Ottinger out of Dallas? <laughs> I oh, want that guy cool. at our team. The <laughs> so <sign> good. <laughs> yes. Uh, here's a Marner. What? Nope. Nope. Pass. I don't know if he, he's no, a young goalie. Buddy, who's a, no. Ah, sometimes that's what it takes. I don't, I've never wanted to see Marner go, but if it means to get a bona fide number one, that's hard. He's barely been in the league. Just yeah, do not bet on that. That's like a Jaguar move, man. Neither had Thatcher Demko in that, uh, that run he had last year in the playoffs, and he had a good year this year. Fine, fine. If we're going to take a chance and go on somebody that's good under pressure, I want Ingram, the um, uh, Predators goalie. You and your fucking Predators. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you watch that game double overtime? He was a beast. But then... If you- Finally got scored on. But. If you want, I think we'd have the Predators' other goalie. No. Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> not Riddick. <laughs> yeah, that one. Not that one. <laughs> nope. Pass. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I, I love the majority of the players on this team. I'm very surprised that nobody said shed Justin Hall. Oh, that, that wasn't even a point of contention. That's just he's not coming back next year. I, I think yeah. that that's what needs to happen. However... He played games three through seven, or was it four? No, yeah, three through seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keith obviously trusts him, even though I, he makes blatant mistakes to the eye. I think Lilligren was injured. Okay. I, I haven't seen any mm-hmm. confirmation of that, but I don't think that Hall's play warranted him being in those last five games over Lilligren. Yeah. I think there had to be more to it. He was good in six. Yeah. And really I think... I think if Hall goes, I, I think Muzzin can stay, and I think Muzzin is in the plans, you know, for the future, and he was obviously really great. But when he gets injured, then you've got your six. I really, really want Gio to come back. Yeah, He is selling his house in Calgary. So, sorry, Calgary fans, it doesn't look like he's re-signing there again next year. He's 38. He probably has one more go. And sure looks like it. And you know what? what? And player, I, I think he would take 750. He'd be like, fuck it. Give me 750. Put me with anybody. Put me back with Lilgren, please. That'd be nice. I can see Spezza coming back for cheap. Um, I think Hall and Mikheyev are the ones that will be cut loose. You're probably right. Potentially Kasha as well. He's uh, RFA, so they could get him back for cheap because he didn't play so many games. I think yeah. Engvall, I, I want to bet on him instead of Mikheyev. I think Engvall can, I think can, that's fair. can really blossom. He's also younger by two years. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think Engvall's a, a good one there. Kerfoot, man, he, he's part of the core. I, I, I don't want to send him so at this point. Uh, if, yeah. if it all starts going downhill halfway through the season, then you can bail on Kerfoot. Nylander, Man, ugh, that guy pisses me off so much. 
If if we're talking full yeah. on culture change, Nylander is the first one to go. My God, skate for a fucking icing, skate to get off the ice. Like, ugh, enough, enough. It's a good trade chip. I would trade him for Ottinger instead of Marner. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, hands but down. But it's it's not. Sorry, Craig, it's not happening. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, Jackamus Campbellmus. I of course want him back. It, but it has to have a good number. He's 30. We cannot be spending $5 million, $6 million on a 30-year-old goaltender. What about 3.5? Absolutely. Okay. I'll, I'll pay him that for eight years. I think we might be looking at 3.8 to 4.2. I think he's going to want at least what they gave Mrazek. Sure. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. He did and have yeah, a 914 yeah. save percentage last year. Like He is higher class goalie. He is know? very and good. He's he just, was good in the playoffs. He was fantastic. Uh, I have no qualms with Jack Campbell in the very striking. I, I and he injured. needs more playoffs. Like that's the yeah. only way he's going to get better at the playoffs is more playoffs, or just more playing. He spent a good chunk of the season injured. That's true too. And yeah. last year, and so on, yeah. and so on. He's he's you know Freddie two point sometimes in terms of injuries. Uh, Mrazek, yeah, that's going to be a, a tough one to get rid of, but I, I think yeah. it needs to happen because. Shalgren is a proven backup, and Joseph Wall is a proven backup. I, I, I think that's okay. I think it's okay to bet on that for cheap. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So, Kyle Dubas, I know you're listening. Please pay attention to all of these things. Nick Robertson, now is the time, buddy. You need to take over for Mikheyev. You need to take over for other people going out. Abrazesi, take your time. It's okay. You're like... 12 years old. He's young. He's like 20. He's older than Robertson. What? Yeah, because he just finished in college, didn't he? He's 22? Yeah. I 21? didn't know that. He's, he's 22. 22. Yeah. Never well, mind. He just, fin- just finished his college. Buddy. <laughs> All right. You guys good with the Leafs? Yep. Do you, do you, do you think we see Dubas? And I do. Uh, right. But in the Twitter sphere, I'm hearing rumblings. Oh, Twitter, just as a whole concept, can just fire itself into the sun right now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hearing rumblings from people that talk about it. Like, yeah, but th- those people have less than one brain cell. They can just shut the f up. Yeah. So let's enough. not even let's not even talk about those people because they're if they can't convince me that they're not bots. If they if they can convince <laughs> me they're not bots, let's see one original thought. So, Craig, do you bring back Dubas? Hundred percent. Yeah. He put together a great team. Sheldon Keefe coached the shit out of this team. Oh, yeah, Keefe for He's sure. a, what, 116 and 50 record as coach of the Maple Leafs. If they fire him, I'm going to freaking riot. Yep, I'm with you there. Yeah, none of that's happening. I think Dubas is back. I think Shanny's back. I think Keefe tweaking, is back. Tweaking around the edges. I, they're two assi- I was thinking earlier, what kind of changes would you make? Would you fire their assistant coaches? They had one of the best penalty kills and, one, and the best power play in the league. You can't mess with those assistant coaches either. Like, yeah, and they shuffled point. that last year or this past year anyway. Yeah, because Hackstall fo- went and uh, Manny Malhotra was taken off the penalty, uh, the power play, because it wasn't good. No, he's still around. Yep, he's just not. He running still that. has a good mind, but he's not necessarily. Yeah, I think that the guys that they have, they have good coaching staff, and honestly, I wouldn't mess with that. I think the only thing the Leafs really need to do is similar to what they did this year is just um, tweak, tweak around the edges. Yep, not play. Vasilevsky or and Price. not play the two-time Stanley Cup team in the first round. Yeah. So about 15 games left, they need to 
you know, figure out how many games do we need to win, but yeah. more like how many games can we lose and let's lose that many. They so fucked up the year, math this year. That's all yeah. it really was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we're supposed ne- to play ne- Boston. Next year's pre- president's trophy or bust. There you go. Fuck. Yeah, basically. Okay. Let's talk about the rest of the league because it's, it's been fun. I've been watching a little bit of extra hockey. Dan, have you been watching a little extra hockey? I watched Calgary play last night for uh, two periods, and yeah, I've been watching. Craig, want to extra hockey? No. No. <laughs> okay. I've, I've been following, but no, I, don't, I haven't been watching. Speaking of extra hockey, Daniel Britton won the playoff bracket this year. Well done, buddy. Well I'm done. Golf clap Congratulations. Myself. It was basically a tie between Dan and Craig. I was way out of it this year. Uh, Pacific went to uh, Dan. And Craig, mostly. And they completely uh, tied because Craig said Oil Wars in five. Dan said Oil Wars in five. Craig said uh, Flames in five. Dan said Oil Wars in four. Okay, Craig's up a little bit. I said Oil Wars in six. Oh, uh, no, never mind, because I said stars. So <laughs> I'm out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Central, Dan and I said wild. But Craig said blues. So that's good. Craig wins there. We all said abs. Oh, wait, Dan didn't. Yeah, I said present said seven. I gave him a prince. chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, they so they're swept. even now. They're even. Dan and Craig both uh, hit on one each in the central. However, the Metro is where Dan starts to pull away a little bit. He got both. Rangers in six and Canes in seven. Rangers went to seven, but uh, still very good. But he was the only one that went for the Carolina Hurricanes, whereas Craig and I both went for the Bruins. And, and actually, he was the only one that went for the Rangers, too. Craig and I went for the Pens. Well, Man, yeah. didn't I say that the Pens and uh, Rangers were going to be a coin toss? And that's literally what that season was. Overtime. That series. Yeah. Lots of overtimes, lots of close games. It was a coin flip really at any given point. Until Crosby was out. Yeah. yeah and that's that basically point. where Dan won was the Metro. So Dan got the Metro there, and he was closer because he hit on the Canes in seven. Whereas the Atlantic, we all hit on the Panthers, and we all did not hit on the Leafs. So way to go, Dan. Woohoo. Winning some money. Hooray. And I think we basically uh, broke even for the bet. I think we're we're splitting like ten bucks each or something. And it's it's not much of a win this year. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh speaking of those series, uh Craig, you said you were at least following. Which do you think was the most exciting series of round one, let's say, other than the Leafs Lightning? I think it would be Calgary Dallas. Like I was saying earlier, Ottinger just he has made himself a name around this league. He is a known commodity now, and I think Dallas sees what they have in him. They're going to have to do some retooling around their, around their um, lineup as well, but I think that they've got a bright future with him. Uh, before Dan comments on uh, the Flames and the Stars having actually watched some games, uh, I feel like exciting was maybe the wrong word to say, because if you were to watch some of these games... <laughs> There's goal, like no scoring. Goalie battles can like be one exciting. goal differential. There's like no scoring. If you yeah, watch six, yeah. in the morning in highlights, you see all the cool saves and all the goals because there were only like two or three per game as opposed to the East where there's like 10 per game. So maybe not exciting, but intriguing. Is that the one? In, ter- in terms of which one gives the best story, I would say that's the one. Okay, I'll go with that. Okay. But exciting, maybe not. Dan, what was your most exciting, intriguing, or best story series? So so I, I agree. Calgary and Dallas was amazing, and I think that would probably be the top for me. But in light of talking about something other than the one we just talked about, uh, New York and Pittsburgh. Because yeah. New York came back 
three or four times. I, I can't remember exactly because I didn't follow it explicitly, but three or four times from a deficit to win the game. And like, I think it was three times. And that's incredible. Like the Leafs did that once and that was great. But to do that consistently in a playoff round, yes, Crosby was gone in game six. Like he exited yeah, five, for game five six. and six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, I, I think that comeback story is pretty great. And so I'd say New York and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Nice one. Nice one. Uh, again, to be a, a little different, I think the Oilers and the Kings was more exciting than we gave them credit. We we all kind of gave them five games. I gave them six games, but they went to the full seven, and the Kings really showed what they're made of as probably the youngest team in the playoffs. You know this why re- the Kings didn't win? Why? Sean Dursey, Trevor Moore, and Carl Grun- Grunstrom, they've got the least curse on them. It's stuck to them. <laughs> it's carried to LA. They're never going to make it through the first round. That funny. is possible. And like those guys have shown up. Grunstrom the least, but Dursey and Moore. Wow. LA hit on them. Now we got Muzzin, Campbell, Clifford. Uh, keep somebody help. I think that was it. That was it. That's, that's yeah. still pretty good. That's pretty good hits as well, especially a, a starting goaltender, uh, diamond in the rough sort of thing. So round one, extremely exciting. Personally, like I, we really need to go back to one eight or at least to reseeding for the second round because the second round is or just so, it's, unfair. It's so stupid. Or at no, least it's... it could have been more unfair if L.A. won and Dallas won. Like right. really low-seeded teams would have played against each other and then the Avalanche get the Blues, the second-place yeah. uh, yeah. team or third-place team. Like just, It's just not fair. At all, and same thing with the the Panthers. They they were going to get the Lightning or the Leafs, and then if a wild card team won, like uh, the Bruins or maybe the Pens won instead, like they don't get the lower seeded team. It's it's stupid, but it, it seemed to work out in in the uh, East. If if the league is you know hell bent on sticking to this divisional playoff format for the first round, at least reseed in the second round. Yeah, because yeah. it really is a unfair. It's an unfair advantage to a team who's in a crappier division. I agree. I agree. Uh, round two, most excited for series. Now, I, you know, I might turn it on here and there for fun. Uh, I'm sure Dan will be following the Flames a little bit, and Craig will be following in the morning. But, uh, Dan, what, are you, what series are you most excited for? I think you've already said it. It's the okay. Battle of Alberta. Um, I'm, I'm so excited to watch that. So, A, I've got some stake in the game from having family from Calgary, so... Uh, I'm going to be supporting them, but also at the same time, like I, I was talking to Steve last week about how he was feeling about this coming up. And he said, I'm fine going through the playoffs. I think we're going to win. But if we play Edmonton, I'm terrified. And it's because that playoff series is just going to be epic. It's the first time since 83 or something like 89 that these teams have had a playoff matchup. And really? so, yeah, it's it's been a long, long time. And so everyone is kind of going to be holding this over the other team's head for the next however many 30 years or whatever. So, oh, God, I don't know what deal. that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I said to Steve, I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean being Leaf fan. So deal with it. But that's hands down the one I'm more excited to watch. Any predictions on who's going to win? <sighs> no. I, it, and that's the thing. 
they both have some incredible players. Both goalies are doing really well. I, th- I have a feeling Calgary probably will. I think it's going to be Calgary going to the conference final. Um, but we'll we'll see. I think it just comes down to goalies. Yeah. Like Markstrom uh, versus does. Smith. Like, come on. Yeah. Smith is not Ottinger. He's Ottinger plus 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. He's seasoned. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. No, uh, sorry. As a negative. Uh, in the playoffs, yeah, I though, thought so. <laughs> I, in the playoffs, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think the Oilers-Kings went to seven because Mike Smith is not good. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see. And Jonathan, Jonathan Quick was is also kind of not good, but he at least held them in for three out of four yeah. games. He's yeah, also, and the Flames are not the Kings. Right. No, they're, they're not, not the same they're team. Aggressive. It's and they're aggressive. And they're, they're pissed off. They're pissed off after Dallas. They're like, are you kidding me? We're going to destroy Smith because we actually can score on this guy. They were the um, Flames fans were scared for the first four games. Like, oh yeah, it looked dicey for a while. I was scared for Game Seven. What forty seconds in, and they got a goal. Yeah, uh, sorry, Dallas got a goal. Yeah, that was crazy. Greg, most excited series for round two. I think it's going to be Florida and Florida. It's the Battle of Florida. <laughs> the those teams are two teams that clearly hate each other. They've got some playoff experience playing against each other. And good thing that all the games are going to be played in Florida where you're almost impossible to get convicted for manslaughter because someone is going to die in that series. First time he took his skate off and tried to stab somebody. Yeah, there's going to be that that stand your ground law is going to come into effect somewhere in that series. Oh, Oh, my God. As long as someone doesn't start teaching critical race theory on the ice, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. Uh, most exciting for me is I think the Metro uh, lineup, the Canes and the Rangers, two high-flying uh, teams. Igor Shosturkin kind of gets a second shot. He wasn't great against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Freddie Anderson has a chance to get back, even though Antti Ranta has really shown his muscle uh, in that first series. Sure, it went to seven, but like he held them in, and the scoring was not uh, overwhelming for him. So I think that's going to be a high-flying series, Canes against Rangers. Avs against Blues, like that's that's tough not it's a to. Good, it's gonna be a good series. It is because the Blues are quite yeah. good, but Avalanche, like, pfft. unless Kemper's down. Oh wait, but Francis is very good. Kemper's gonna be back. I heard. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the eye injury, it, the swelling's going down. He should be back for game one. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and they will be very rested, which is sometimes a positive, but also sometimes a negative because you're not uh, quite as sharp. Yeah. In game in game action. Let's uh, keep going to the end because we will probably take a little hiatus here. Who wins the Stanley Cup from this point on? Break. Still too late to say Toronto. That's what you said before. So yes, (laughs) yes. Okay, I I'm gonna have to go with my favorite, my team number two since I've been a kid, Colorado Avalanche. I want to see them win the third cup. Guess the third. Yeah, just the third cup. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you. I think with Kemper coming back, they are going to be a force with a very close second of Calgary, though. If Calgary can edge Colorado in a final, I think they can take the cup, but we'll see. Yeah, it seems like the West may be the one to beat this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, However, I am sticking with my original pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the cup. I think they got over their hardest opponent. That would make me feel better. 
Me too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, me yeah. too. I think they can destroy Bobos- Bobrovsky, and I think they can destroy whatever team makes it in the Metro because they are not quite as experienced. I think the Leafs were their hardest test. If it is lightning against Avalanche in the end, I will definitely be watching because that will be a battle of titans. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I still think, like, the lightning are they're so good. Like, it was back and forth against the Leafs. And it was one goal at the very, very end for Game 7 and a disallowed goal that, that helped them win, but they, they shut it down when they needed to. They are the playoff team, and, and they played the goalie. most hockey. Yeah, and the, the, best, the best goalie. So I, I think they, they three-peat, and, and then we see what happens next year. Man, a five-on-three and a disallowed goal. I know. Eh? Made that series. What a bummer. You can basically boil it down to that. That's how close it was. Yep. Which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. We, yeah, t- oh, we, we took okay. the reigning Stanley Cup champions to seven, and we will very likely be their hardest opponent. Like, is there anybody out there that's saying that Tampa's a crappy team? No. No, no. So, Never. congratulations to Leafs for yeah, going toe-to-toe with them for seven straight games. Very cool. Very cool. That is a great place to end the podcast, and we will very likely, yeah, boys, take a little hiatus for a bit. Yep. Maybe do one after the playoffs, wrap it all up. Yep. Wrap up the playoffs, maybe looking towards free agency or the draft, looking like uh, the right way that the Habs took will lead them to Shane Wright, getting the first overall pick sort of thing <laughs> in Montreal, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, well, we're going to take a couple weeks. Maybe we'll throw up some random posts. For fun, and uh, we will see you after the playoffs. How, how, how do I end this? As always, buddy, go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go.